What's up, everybody? This is Jay, a.k.a. Brother Silk, welcoming you to the 29th episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with the Ellie to my Freddie, Miss Lindsay Amanda. Aren't you looking so forward to moving in with me in the... Roscoe home? Where do we live? The Roscoe home? That dilapidated house that's now refurbished? Where do we live? (laughs) Actually, from what I understand, he's living with Cindy. So, yeah. More or less. But the last episode (laughs) I saw, oh yeah, he gave her, he said he found an apartment and he was giving the apartment to Ellie. That's the last yeah. episode I saw. And then old girl, Miss Bunyans, was acting like she had a brain tumor, so Ellie wasn't trying to move. Then she was trying to move. That's kind of where, where I left off. Mm. <laughs> You've seen more than Ms. me. Did they eventually Ms. move Bunyan. in together? You remember? <laughs> she was all dramatic in the hospital. Doctor, tell me, will I ever be able to wear high heels again after these blasted Bunyans? <laughs> yeah yeah it was ridiculous i hate that woman i love her marnie nightingale is annoying i the love only marnie. nightingale that i enjoyed died so <laughs> i love marnie i think that she is fabulous and but she was little doing little too much she was doing her uh, mama nazir i am a shakespearean actress on the stage of Hollywood with that blasted bunions i was like really baby and she shed a tear too child yeah let's talk about something that i did that i hope you appreciate me for how proud were you of me for helping Warren save Joe from the exploding garage of doom. Sexy Faxi and Scottish Faxi are just perfect. Yes, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about how proud you are of me, Freddie Roscoe, for helping to save Scottish Faxi. (laughs) You know, I honestly didn't care for that, but at the same time, I did... So it's kind of like, you know, it kind of goes. I have a love-hate relationship with Freddie because he saves people and then he goes and does his bad acting jobs and ruins it for me. So You mean I do my perfect acting job and you love me for it, even though I slept with your mother? That's really weird. Oh dear. Well, well, if you're not paying attention to their scenes, you probably miss Ellie forgiving Freddie sleep with Mama. And I think they oh, agreed no, to I, move. I, I, I watched all of it. Yes, so that means you watched them agree to move in together and saw that nice kiss on the in the backyard, which I can't remember if it's of the dilapidated student <laughs> house that, uh, what's his name, that's with Blessing, bought with his lottery monies, which somehow made him broke afterwards. That's like the Osborne's house now. Yes. I don't know if that's where he's living or if he's living at the old Roscoe's. Who's living at the Roscoe's? Cindy is. Cindy bought it with the money that she got from the scam. Okay. That she claimed that everybody, or that she claimed that uh, she won the lottery for him. Gotcha. Okay. So then that must mean the apartment Ellie and Freddie are going to probably have is going to be Cindy's old flat. (laughs) That they'll probably remodel. Nope. That's not true either. That's where Esther and Kim move. Oh, well. Anyway, so, <laughs> how did Joel survive? I honestly don't know, but he did. <laughs> the garage blew up. The end of yes. the episode was the garage exploding. Fire and came out of all there. of the windows. Yeah, and he came out with a bump on the head. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? That's more or less all it was. It was Joel with a bump to the head. and was, mm. I thought Hollyoaks was going to actually kill him. Like, Nico was killed, and then him and Sienna was going to have to deal with see, that. They, but... they needed him for an upcoming storyline with Goldie's ex-husband. 
Yeah, I don't think he's needed. <laughs> no, but okay. But so, brought- so new character yeah. is needed for a story with new character who's related to new character. Guess who doesn't care about new characters? People that have been watching Hollyoaks for a long time. <laughs> and I understand that Joel is a recast, but. That version of Joel is a new character. He might as well have been yeah. a brand new son of Warren's that was not named Joe because he, yeah. he ain't giving me none of old Joe at all. <laughs> no, he's really not. Oh, dear. So, question for you. Yes. What is the best way to respond when a child throws cake in your face? When a child <laughs> not throw cake back? It's like Amy did. When Amy dies, I'm not going to be sad. Excuse me? That's exactly what I said. When Amy dies, I'm not going to be sad. I don't understand. She's just been a whiny. She's been whiny. Whiny since the minute she came back with that Ryan guy. Which you're confused by? I'm not confused. So you don't understand? I don't understand what? <laughs> why she is acting the way she's acting. This well, is, this is shocking for me to hear from you, given that you've been watching this show as long as I have, and you know all the bullshit she's gone through, it. and you know how her baby daddy is, and you know that her man has cheated on That's her, and actually, you're confused, and you're saying actually, she's whiny? I'm, I, I don't understand. We understand, baby. I, I, I lied. In the... In the like in the February episodes, she gets better, but like through the January stuff, she, you know, I, I didn't particularly care for her because all she did was yell at Steve the entire time. It was just like, dude, I understand that, you know, you don't want him near your kids and stuff, but what has he done? He has been trying to get some sort of visitation with his kids. And Ryan wasn't letting him because Ryan was being a douche nozzle and making it so Stee couldn't in ways that made angry Amy pissed off. And she's basically just being pushed over by, well, not anymore, but. (laughs) Oh, God. Ryan is the reason why Stee lost custody of his children? What, from what I gather, I didn't watch anything past Christmas or before Christmas. So, given the time you have watched Holly Oaks, you are putting the blame I've on never... Steve losing his children on a brand new character, baby? Yes, I am. I truly am. Ladies and, and gentlemen, let me that. apologize because see what is happening right now is I'm realizing that my homegirl, Lindsay, that I've been doing the podcast with for years, she has been replaced by a Trump Russia plant. <laughs> so she you is saying say outrageous that. ridiculousness <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. I will get to the bottom. I'm going to work with Congress. We are going to find the real Lindsay and I will bring her back next program. I promise. <laughs> this is some Trump being elected to the presidency foolishness I am hearing right here. I had zero problems with Amy being angry with the man who abused her, mistreated his kids, stole from his raped boyfriend, has been a druggie 50 million times, been in and out of jail 30,000 times. You know, because he is himself. The last episode of Hollyoaks I saw after his trifling boyfriend, who is the last person who should be opening his mouth to Amy, saying anything about her being uh, rude and unfair to Steve, after all uh, the years she yeah. has spent giving that boy second and third and fourth and fifth chance, 
sister finally gets sick of his bullshit, gets custody of her children, and then this new little boy toy who barely knows them or their relationship is going to go buy her job and accuse her of trying to ruin Steve because her brat of a kid got hungry and fucked up the cake that uh, Scott stole with uh, James's credit card. Okay. <laughs> that He's going to come up there and talk shit to Amy, who has had her hair cut, been hit, been yelled at repeatedly for years because of Steve Hay, and he gonna be in her face talking about some you're just being unfair to Steve. I was like, boy, shut the fuck up. You yeah, mean, who are you? Terrible. You don't even understand their history. So I'm not, I feel he like was, Amy is the age. most justified character to be upset because I feel like Amy is responding in a way that a parent should. She is about making sure her children are protected and she has been given multiple reasons to be fearful of Steve not least of which is him entering a relationship with a mass murderer which he got his child to lie about so she didn't know she had to pop up at Hollyoaks Village surprise I'm here and then she finds out wait you're back with Brendan you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's I am a fair never, point, I am I, I never it. mad at Amy. I am pissed off when I will be pissed off when she leaves the show because she's like the moral, you know, of, of everybody Steve's been involved with. She's pretty much the most moral thing. And now Hollyoaks is killing her off, has made her boyfriend, who was cool at the beginning, cheat. So now he's no longer any good. Also, yeah, that, what, he's not Steve even with her anymore. His, so Steve can have his child again. That okay? So now he's gonna what? Raise the kids with Harry, and Harry's gonna become Doug. Harry will probably be more loving to the kids than Steve was. Just like when Steve was with Doug, if for what you know, like yeah. it, it annoyed me every time Steve was like. <gasps> Uh, I've got to see my kids. I feel so tortured because I'm not with my kids. Because see, when that motherfucker had the chance to be with his kids, most of the time, he did not want to be bothered with them. There was Mm -hmm. a point in time when he chose to be with Brendan instead of being a father to his children. So when you have spent years barely a part of your children's lives. I mean, when I think one of the most recent times he had the opportunity to be with his kids, that was that moment when he was babysitting Tony's children, but decided he needed to go get drugs. So he left two-year-olds in the house by themselves, locked yep, himself and then out of the house. You know? Locked in. Yeah. So I'm like, Amy is completely justified. I think her leaving the show is one of the stupidest decisions that Hollyoaks has made. I don't get them bringing back quality characters and just, just being like, bye. Yeah. But meanwhile, we stuck with Grace Black for damn ever. Mm. That should be Claire Devine. I ain't forgot. <laughs> she has some amazing hair, though. I don't care about her hair. I just want her gone. I would trade... Her and all her goddamn brothers and that Kim Butterfield too. I didn't like how I liked Lindsay. I I would trade all of them so John Paul McQueen and Amy Barnes could stay on the show. They could do a six person killing and I would not give a damn. Hell, they could take uh they could take Goldie and Prince too. We like Hunter. Hunter could stay. <laughs> I love Goldie. Uh, you what? I love Goldie. Last episode, you said you couldn't stand her. Where did this love come from? See, you ain't. I need to find out who you are. You are not Lindsay. I don't know what is happening right now. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, something ain't right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. Maybe maybe it's because she's a lot like Mercedes, and I've always liked that character. So maybe you know, once you watch her enough and see those two interact as much as they do. It's just like, I kind of like her a little bit. Her boys can go. I hate her boys. Her boys can go suck an egg, and Lily looks too much like Nico for me to care. So <laughs> so was it? Was I talking to Louise last time when we were talking about how we liked Hunter, hated Prince, and hated Goldie? Or was that you? I didn't see the boys before this. So it was probably her. Okay. Well, then I guess I will I will go back on. Now, you know I'm going to be listening to our old shows. If I hear you and I send I you a clip. I don't remember, though. Okay. If I, I hear you and I send you a clip and I got you, you on tape saying you love 
of a young one and you can't stand Goldie, I'm going to get you. Because I'm like, this is a bull. This is rewriting. Girl, the next thing coming out your mouth is going to be you love Rob Ron. I do not know what is happening right now. <laughs> the world is that upside down. I will always hate them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe. I believe nothing today. I feel like Trump and Russia have infected this podcast. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shit. I promise. I promise. It's. it's... <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to take my skeptical self and I'm going to hush for a minute while we get into talking Hollyoaks. Lens imposter, tell me what Hollyoaks did to make you say, what's the hell this past month? <laughs> I don't know if you watched this bit, but I kind of liked when uh, the headmaster or the headmistress of the school, Myra, was trying to use Diego to get out of Cindy that She's scamming people, saying that she won the lottery. I don't remember if you saw that, but I thought that entire plot was just ridiculous because they bring Diego back for like two seconds and say, hey, I come back for my job. And Max like, get the hell out of my bar. And then you have, and then you have Myra and the headmistress there, and they're like, Where's Cindy getting all this money from? Because I I I I love how they, you know, team up so well together. Because you know, the headmistress is one of her kids' dads. So <laughs> I don't remember which. <laughs> but it's <laughs> you're talking about Sally and Myra. Yes, oh. Sally. That's her name. Mm-hmm. I can never remember that poor woman's name. Yes. That's like Sally on Coronation Street. I can never remember her name either. Yes. I did see uh, that storyline, and it is the first on my list of what the hell's as well for a very specific reason. So Diego goes and uh, gets uh, Cindy in the back of Doug Underwear Deli. They they lock themselves in there some kind of way so Cindy can't get out. And even though they're just in the next room, in a room where there is like this little window that's covered up, but there's a lot of slits where you can see what's going on in the front, Myra and Sally somehow managed to take all of the stock out of Doug's Underwear Deli Slash Emporium in about three minutes without Cindy noticing. Like she's in the next room. There's a window, I mean, you know, little opening where she could see and she would, of course, hear if someone is taking all of the stock out of the Emporium but it's not until Diego and Cindy finally emerge from the room and then you look up front and all of the stock is gone and Myra and Sally are out there with Goldie in a U-Haul that she realizes I was like how y'all doing there's no fucking way those three women could have cleared out all that shit in the five minutes that Diego was in the back with it was stupid I was like what what is this Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree. Hands, hands down. It was flat out ridiculousness, and I didn't care for that. Just like I know you hate Grace. I hate Grace too. But my other what the hell is. I know, you know, Esther got shot by that annoying able woman. Which was kind of ridiculous in itself because who just randomly walks into a room and gets shot in the head? And, you know that that happens, and uh, she wakes up with like memory loss and she only wants to see Grace. And I'm like, <laughs> just kill me now. And then and then Esther Esther flat out says, "Go and kill this woman." Go take care of it. That's what you do, right? 
And so she does. She goes and kills her, shoots her in the back of the head when her and Liam are about to go. I still hate him, but he's really hot. <laughs> and and I I kinda I I was just like okay. So she's dead now and then she goes back to the hospital to a woman that has brain damage and short term amnesia and says, I killed her or I killed her for you just like I said I would and she has these giant tears rolling down her face like all remorseful I'm like dude just stop <laughs> you didn't give two shits until you realized she was pregnant so I was just like over that storyline too and I will not be watching it anymore because I'm sick of Kim Butterfield see I'm confused that you even picked that as a what the hell because I thought you was already fast forward and past all of Grayson and Esther's foolishness I lied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. I swear, I think I'm in the upside down on Stranger Things right now. <laughs> I mean, I My did fast goodness. forward through a lot of the stuff, like all the stuff that involved her and OB kind of irritated me a bit, so I fast forwarded through that, and I kind of just stuck around with the... Uh, Donovan's storyline because baby there's no there's no, no point to even talk about it we you know we can't stand the <laughs> heifer on this program let me roll yeah. through to my uh other scene uh, uh well my other what the hell that was Sienna trying to let Joel die I still do not buy this bullshit about Sienna being so devastated over the child she had five minutes who spent most of her time trying to murder Sienna because she thought Sienna was after her little tween boyfriends. I still do not buy Sienna, you know, going insane or being, oh, my life is over because the brat that tried to kill her is dead. And I don't Mm -hmm. buy this whole her blaming Warren for killing the child who died accidentally after she tried to kill Sienna. You know, one of the Uh things that I did enjoy about the past couple of weeks is when uh, Sienna was in her dramatic moment. She was like, my daughter is dead. And then one was like, good. She tried to kill you. Boom. Uh Uh-huh. Which... Warren can can just love on me all day. I wouldn't have any problems with that. You know, I you know I've been jumping around watching Hollyoaks, so I don't know that I knew the poisoning bit. But there were t- other times that Sienna tried to that you know Sienna knows that Nico tried to kill her, like that time when she was having that allergic reaction. The EpiPen. Yeah, exactly. Old girl could have got her EpiPen, but she chose not to, and she was just gonna let her mama sit up there and die because she thought her mama wanted that. Was it? I want to say Newt. What was what was uh what's his name? Son's name? Trevor's son's name? Who was that boy? Oh wow! Shit! <laughs> you just called him Newt. Yeah, I know Newt was the one from back in the day who was basically he, he was the twin of. <laughs> Whatever, Newt's yeah, twin. Yeah, he had better. He had better story. Um, know, I don't even care what his name was, <laughs> but you know, see, and I already knew that that girl was trash. So I mean, I just I don't know why Hollyoaks chose to make one of the wisest villains they have ever had do this stupid vendetta against a man who basically saved her life. Saved her life. Like it made no sense. And I and I hate the how they hosted it. So I was just done. And I love Joe. Joe wised up. He was at that door. <laughs> he was getting ready to walk through that door. But he heard his daddy and Sienna arguing. And he was already starting to put two in together. Like, I think this hell is Anna. <laughs> and so he ain't walked through that door. He said, you know what? I'm going to call this heifer real quick and let's see if her phone rang. He heard that ring. Homeboy was out. He was like, uh, Myra, Sally, y'all know somebody named Sienna Blake? What she look like? Oh, she got dark hair, huh? <laughs> the only thing Always. I was mad at Joe about during that was he decides to call the cops. So how does he decide to call the cops? By turning his back 
old Sienna, which allowed her to grab his helmet and knock him the fuck out. When you know somebody is crazy and has been manipulating you and trying to destroy your life and your existence, you don't turn your back on them. They will kill you. <laughs> they will kill your face. Yes. So I was mad at that. But yeah, Sienna, oof, this, this whole storyline just did not feel Sienna to me. I mean, it, it, I, I, I hated it. I completely hated it. You know, the stuff she had with Warren was worth it when Warren was like, we done, get out. Get out your own yeah. damn house, and she did it. <laughs> yep, she walked out of her own house to live with the McQueen. I'm like, okay, but yeah, Sienna's just felt weird <laughs> during this entire storyline. She just should have been like, I'm glad the brat was dead, and then her and Warren could have been doing some fun stuff, you know, raising hell with other Hollywood uh, villages. But mm, I did not like this at all. <laughs> no, I wasn't that. quite the fan of it either mm-hmm. so I understand mm-hmm. <laughs> alright baby let's talk some good stuff what were your scenes of the week from Highlight to the Oaks the cabin in the woods again <laughs> I absolutely loved Cameron and his cabin in the woods dark side Jack from the shining fields <laughs> it, it, it kind of made me smile when he finally confessed to everything and then Mac and Lisa ran him over with a minivan <laughs> okay listen but, uh, the only thing I want to know is is Sienna involved yes or no no what nope all the Lomaxes are and but the whole point husband. is to have Sienna. So she, does he leave the show before she gets to have her time with him? Yes. Oh, that's stupid as fuck. Then well, I'm well, she doesn't not, even know. She I'm doesn't even know. Then I'm not even invested anymore. Because that was the whole <laughs> point. He he killed her daughter. She did all that shit to Joel. I wanted to see her, you know, find out that he did it and then her react. Well, well. From what I don't know what they're going to do or if Perry's going to say something to her. But he's gone already? But at this moment, he's gone. Like, completely and utterly gone. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Well, now I'm not even interested in watching. Ugh. I don't know why Hollyos keeps doing this. Oh, my God. It's like they set up what seems like it's going to be a really good showdown, and then they mess it up. Like, I feel like Jade was another one. It seemed like they were going to make Jade uh, the daughter of Louis and uh, Joanne, and then they just kill her off, and they don't even play that beat, which was a logical beat to have played. She's a bright-skinned yeah. sister, could feasibly be the uh, kid of those two it would have you know been much more interesting I think than Lisa having sex with an old ass man but no and Sienna seriously was not involved in any of that nope okay. Baby, that's such a waste of fucking time I'm so disappointed not yet anyway okay I don't know if Perry's going to say anything to him but, about I mean, it but it's, it's I mean it doesn't matter at this point because the point was like I needed him to I needed her to confront Cameron because she spent all this time focused on blaming Warren and Joel. Like I thought they were setting up, she's going to find out that it was Cameron and then she's going to go crazy on him, which could help heal her and Warren. But they removed all that. See, Hollyos, why can't Hollyos just do right all the time? They do so many good things. And then they just like, what? Wow. Then they break it down. That's yeah. so disappointing. I mean, Ugh. the scenes the scenes themselves and the acting were really good, but like you said, the plot in itself was kind of a letdown because we finally get all of that, and it's just like, oh, hey, he confessed. Yay. So did he get killed then, off, or did the cops arrest him? The cops arrested him after he got ran over by Matt Nightingale running away with Lisa. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I am. I'm so. Thank you. You just. You just saved me. I'm glad you did keep that because there. There's nothing in that I want to see. Ugh. So tragic. Okay. What was your other scene of the week from the Hollywoods? My other one was. Uh, I always. I always feel like I'm going to spoil you when I watch ahead of you. Did you see when Darren and Nancy went and got her multiple sclerosis 
diagnosis. Oh, no, but you can talk about that. That's okay. What happened? Or what's, uh, what's your story of the week surrounding it? Everything. They they had, like, Nancy break down and start overworking herself after she figured out that she had it. because. Oh, so they did confirm it? They confirmed that she had multiple sclerosis. They moved back home. Mm-hmm. They, they went back home after, you know... All stuff with Ava went down, and I don't remember why they were at the hospital. Oh, they went to see Esther, and Nancy went and got a phone call and said, it's the doctor. They need us both to go in tomorrow and, you know, talk it through. And then the doctor told her that she had it, and she had, like, this little mini breakdown in her head, like, is everything going to be normal and stuff? She played it out really, really well. And I, it's like, I've been watching this character grow for 10 years next week. <laughs> next week will be my 10th anniversary of watching the show. And just seeing how much she's grown and seeing how much that Charlie and them have grown too, it's just like... The entire family is growing up really quick. And Darren had a little breakdown because of it, because she's overworking herself. And she could essentially work herself into, you know, wheelchair accessible. She's like, I'm 32 years old. I should not have to be worrying about this. You know, it's just, or 27 or 28 or something. I don't remember. It's something along that line. But it's just like, I'm still young. I shouldn't have to deal with this. And she breaks down and he is breaking down. And they have to try not to tell Charlie about it just yet because they wanted to tell the family about it with them not there. And it it, it was heartbreaking to see those two go through that, man. It was hard. Well, for me, um, I just had a couple little quick ones. Uh, one uh, relating to Warren was I like the uh, Warren and uh, flashbacks of Katie that Hollyoaks uh, showed uh, from them at the beginning of that uh, month. Um, I thought, you know, the Warren-Katie relationship was a very cool um, relationship. And I don't remember Joel meeting Katie like he said that he did. I don't remember if that was on screen. I thought that was an interesting uh, reveal. But I thought that Warren and uh, the flashbacks and when he was talking to Sienna about Katie, I thought that was really, uh, really good. And I think it was the same episode maybe around that time, though. Uh, I think it was on OB's last episode. Mm-hmm. He talked to Tom and told him that uh, told Tom that Tom reminded him a lot of Max and talked about mm-hmm. how Max would be proud of the man that he became. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I was there. I miss Ob being on the show, and I love that little interaction that he had with uh, with Tom. And I hope Holly Oaks finds a way to bring him back because. The guy, he is needed, I feel, on that canvas. Yeah, and not in Grace Black's orbit either. All right, everyone. So we are going to move things over to the cobbles of coronation to the street. Miss Lenz, let's start with you. What did Corey do to make you say, what the hell? I'm sick of Bethany and the salon and the dude and everything that's going on there because I know what's coming from it. And I think using a 15-year-old girl for something like that is absolutely terrible. They're going to be including her in a sex trafficking storyline. Lovely. And she's been doing videos for the guy. Just, yeah. like, to show, like, how photogenic she is and stuff. So, like, they could put videos online of her for, you know, obvious reasons and stuff. Oh, but I was wondering, I, when, when, when he, I, she did that first little video that was supposed to be, like, a makeup video, I was like, 
Boy, this show seems like some intro to an amateur porn kind of thing. I thought he was running some kind of porn ring because he had all them fancy I lights think, and shit. I think that's the, I think that's the idea because mm. there's another woman involved in it now too, in the, or in the storyline, and she's been trying to get Beth or to coax Bethany into doing more videos with the guys. I'm not looking forward to any badness that's coming out of that. <laughs> I'm with you there. Yeah, I mean, like, it could actually be a really good storyline mm. once it ravels out because, you know, Kate Oates is doing it. But at the same time, it could kind of go to the wayside, like a lot of the stuff that Kate Oates did on Emmerdale. True that, baby. So you never know. It could be, you know, really good or they'll just drag it on. And then there won't be any good, you know, payback from it. That's true. And what's your other one, Boo? Okay, I've been starting to like feeling, okay? Just a little bit. But. I agree. Who the hell has an 18 ton Dell laptop anymore? <laughs> Yes, you mean the skull-crushing laptop of doom. <laughs> the the up-to-the-Minecraft-in-the-sky laptop. <laughs> I was just like, really? And, and what really got me was he didn't even try to defend himself. He could have. He could have, like, attempted to push him away or something. You know, oh, I'm not going to let this happen. But he literally just stood there, or, oh, excuse me, sat there and let him crush his head with a 20-pound Dell laptop. <laughs> Girl, that ain't true at all. Those two had a knockdown dragout. <laughs> what are you well, talking about? Well, I know, but that, I mean... That fight I mean, went on for like five after, damn minutes. It was good. I know. It, I, oh, I know. That was fan, It was a fantastic fight to the death, literally. <laughs> I mean, like, he had a grip on that laptop and somehow Phelan just grabbed it out of his hands and smashed his head. I'm just like, go play Minecraft up in the sky with Michael and real Gavin, like you said, just without the Minecraft bits. <laughs> I kind of nerded out and you ruined the joke on Twitter. <laughs> Well, I didn't ruin it, baby. I just took another, put another spin on it. <laughs> A different plane of existence. Which one? <laughs> yeah, but but, but I, I I liked it, but at the same time, the end was kind of lame because I seriously want to know why Kevin doesn't have like one of those two pound little mini itty bitty laptops that couldn't hurt a fly. But he has a giant Dell. You can tell it's one of those old Dell computers, too, because I have one. <laughs> it's at home, but I have one. I was just like, I'm over it. But, yeah, it's just like, and then I want to know why nobody paid attention to to any of the redness all over himself when he walked into that wedding though. Had red on his shirt, he had red on his shoes, had red on everything, and yet nobody paid attention. <laughs> all went to the wayside. I was just like, okay, whatever. Have fun being married to a murderer. <laughs> yeah. I was very shocked by the episodes and I, I thought they were really good though um, mm -hmm. I wasn't looking forward to Andy getting got because <laughs> you know I love that that boy but I was uh, I was a little upset with him uh, turning very Scooby Doo silly at the end so yeah. you know he let Steph know everything that's going on and then at the last bit at the last 30 minutes of the show he has feeling dead to rights uh, on the laptop. Somebody knocks at the door. He doesn't close the laptop, hide the image. He leaves the laptop open, showing feeling there, doesn't even pay attention to who is at the door. He kind of has his, 
he's twisting the knob and pulling open the door as he's looking at the laptop and not paying attention to who's at the door. <laughs> so Fila comes in and sees everything. I was like, oh, Lord, you know. But I do have to remember, this is the same Andy who did his whole scheme for the odd tenor. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and the drugs. Yes. And the drugs. <laughs> when he was supposed to be planting drugs, he decides, I'm going to plant these drugs in the car by getting into the car, closing the door, then placing the drugs under the seat instead of just opening the door, throwing the shit in there and going away. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, baby, I I agree. Andy was was tripping on that. I like feeling this well, and I actually thought the way that that story ended was uh, pretty damn uh, good. I'm sad to see Andy go. <laughs> yeah, but Andy. I and I was... I was kind of sad that Phelan actually killed him, too, because I felt like Phelan had more of a gray criminal ground to stand on and uh, justifying him st- staying on the show uh, leg to stand on because he hadn't actually physically killed Michael. Uh, Michael got killed, you know, because of his heart condition. And he Phelan had a just heart attack help. and he left him there. Mm-hmm. But now this time, Phelan murdered that dude. He murdered a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm uh, like, his day's going to be numbered. Now, Kate could drag that out for a long time, but, yeah, his, his day's going to be numbered <laughs> on that program. <laughs> yep. Well, they said, or I read a thing when I learned that he was leaving, that he might do more. It might not be the end. I'm just glad to be on his list. I'm like, dude. Thanks for the spoiler, man. You know, something I think was cool, though, is Steph being out there. You know, like, I'm not happy that she left. But before she left, you know, she found out all the business about what Phelan had done. So what I'm Mm -hmm. thinking is she may pull, uh, uh, what's her name from Emmerdale, who popped up at Charity's trial, the lady who was dating Sam and then abused Sam, Rachel. I'm thinking Steph might serve a Rachel purpose to come back at the last minute and let everybody know, you know, what happened with uh, Andy and what he told uh, her about everything Phelan did. I'm curious to see if that happens. That could be interesting, too. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Was that your second? uh, It was my second one, yes. So then I will jump to mine. We will keep it on feeling for the first of my what the hells. And that is uh, Steph's brother, Luke, Luke, telling Luke. Fe- telling feeling all their damn business. He told feeling uh, that they had the security cameras <laughs> at the garage <laughs> when they were trying to figure out who was setting up Tyrone. Then Steph they was were on doing, her way. They were doing the time warp. Okay. Then Steph is on her way to leave, and he's telling Phelan, oh, yeah, she's leaving town for good. Her and Andy. I was just like, Luke, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Luke. He was telling too much <laughs> business, baby. <laughs> my goodness. Um, and uh, my other one, even though I uh, actually... Yes, no, no. Actually, I'm, I'm going to say this one. Yeah, my other one. Um, it was Steve. After Michelle miscarried their child, he was acting all indignant and not understanding at all of her. It was my child too. You don't think that I'm sad? Why are you acting like this? All the while, he knows he has another woman that's pregnant in that village, and he can't be understanding for Michelle. Yeah, it is kind of douchey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I wanted to kick him in where he couldn't be fertile, sunny of Coronation Street anymore. I agree with you, baby. Oh, my. yeah, I so totally just compared him to Sonny Caritas just then. That's all right. <laughs> they both as fertile as each other. I think you and I have told that joke before. <laughs> yes. Shucks, that is not an unfair comparison at all. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I agree. That was kind of rather rude and 
undignified and just absolutely terrible on all levels. Because mm-hmm. when everybody else was feeling bad, here he is going on his normal everyday life as if nothing happened. His mom did set up um, that little um, meeting with uh, Sally and Tim because she was afraid that he needed a distraction. So I was cool with that. But okay. I, his reaction, knowing the truth about his betrayal, that's what got me. I'm just like, bro, you know you dirty. You know you don't need to be saying uh, nothing but whatever you want, baby, to this woman, and you up here acting a fool. I was like, no, sir, Steve. <laughs> that is not cool at all. <laughs> no. Not at all. Yes. And what you got for your core uh, scenes of the week, boom? Michelle's miscarriage mm-hmm. scenes were absolutely gorgeous it was mm-hmm. sad it was heartbreaking it had me in tears mm-hmm. I was just like oh my god this poor woman is just like sitting there trying not to have a baby and she ends up having him and and all the scenes with her holding the baby and her and everything it was just like oh my god this is just so sad I can't watch it anymore <laughs> but I still kept watching because there was so much stuff that happened after it. They even brought on dull as nails Robert and tried to <laughs> do something there. I was just like, <laughs> I will say her initial scenes in the hospital where she was reacting to the loss and all the crying and why that was a little too overacting like you say to me mm-hmm. but once she left the hospital and she was at home and she wasn't speaking and she was just trying to mentally deal with what was going on that's where um, it hit me because you know she's just like everybody's just going on about their business as if this child is not lost to the world and I'm just not here for it and I thought she played that uh, exceptionally well, and that's why I was so pissed off when Steve was acting. Uh, when Steve was acting like a punk in her presence, you know, and I was just thinking, yeah. now this is how she's reacting to the loss of their child. Imagine when she finds out what Steve did and what oh, he knew he did while she was grieving the loss of her child. I'm like, whew, it may be some BSAs to come out of that scene, baby. <laughs> Corey's been given it, so. Agreed, baby. Agreed wholeheartedly. Uh-huh. Yep. Let me see what I got. For my... I still have one more. Oh, go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. What's your other one? <laughs> <Snade> and Daniel. <laughs> I love them. I think they're so cute. <laughs> oh, yes. I was shocked. I think I put on Twitter, I'm surprised, and I enjoy this heat between Sinead and Dana. It's great. Yep, I absolutely adore them. And later on stuff, you might like them more, but then you might hate them more. I doubt it, because from their first scene where they were talking in the uh, restaurant when she was mad with Chesney and I could tell he was feeling her a little bit more than friends I liked him I was Uh furious at Chesney for laughing when he took her damn Venus flytrap to the restaurant let old girl feed it some stuff it shouldn't have had and then it died and he's just laughing like it's so funny when he's relaying this to Sinead and she's just like it is not about the plant. It's about the actions behind it. And he just couldn't uh-huh. damn see it. I was like, mm-mm. So, yeah, I'm already on team Sinead and Daniel. I love them. You see, I think I think it's more because, I, I and I don't know why, it's really weird to me that they're trying to put Gemma in Chesney's orbit way too much. And it's yeah. really and she irritates me you know she she was irritating me her being with Chesney was the first thing in a while that didn't irritate me 
Uh, there mm-hmm. were there were a couple scenes that she had last month too that I thought were pretty good, but I thought her and Ch- Chesney were were cute. Uh, I couldn't tell if they were trying to be a boyfriend and girlfriend, but you know we'll see how it plays out. If if they are, I wouldn't exactly be mad at it, but I'm 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 kind of disappointed in Chesney right now. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Now you can go. <laughs> Let me pull my list back up. Okay. Uh, Gary and Sarah reconnecting and Bethany being cool was one, so that's good. Um, I'll just do all three because they're quick. I like Steph being ride and die for Andy. Pretty much no matter what Andy did the whole time, Steph always had his back, and I appreciate uh-huh. that sister girl had his back so hard. Even when he said that mess about feeling, now she was pissed and she had to leave for a minute, but then feeling uh-huh. came around her acting all creepy, and sister girl was like, okay, baby, I see you telling the truth. Let's get the hell up out of here, and let's ride. And then, But even at the end, she was like, you know what? Andy could come. He could not come. I'm going to be all right. I thought that was cool, too, because, you know, he she has he has been taking her through some things. But I thought mm-hmm. Steph being ride or die for Andy, like I thought I thought that was really that was really cool. You know, I really, really appreciated that. Um, and the last one, this goes back to Michelle as well. Uh, back when Michelle was kind of annoying me by, you know, she she didn't. Well, she I don't I don't think her baby had passed yet, but um she was uh, being upset uh, in the hospital, uh, you know, about what was happening with her baby. And there was this nice nurse that had come and tried to talk to her. And the nurse was just like, listen, you know, I understand that this could be uh, a challenging time and everything. And Michelle was in her feelings. So she was just like, how could you know? How could you know what I'm going through? And then old girl was like, because I've gone through it, too. Uh-huh. And a lady was an extra, and it was a quiet scene, but that was a powerful moment. And I thought that was a real thing because, you know, while you're so caught up in your own grief, people are sometimes trying to help you who have been going through things that you're going through and you don't even know it. So I thought, you know, that the way they uh, revealed that was really good. And I was like, mm, uh-huh. all right, you better calm yourself down, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, calm me too. But I thought that was a really, a really good scene. That was a really good scene. Yes. So if you guys have any questions about anything related to the British soaps or we didn't cover something today you would have liked us to talk about, head over to BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask or hit us up on Twitter at UK Soap Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, I will say... Maria is a mess. She's got more baggage than an airport carousel. <laughs> <laughs>